You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Fearless Business Podcast, sharing with you the business behind running a business. We're your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Mary Clavier. Each week, we'll be bringing you great guests, insights from our experiences, and a behind-the-scenes look at all the topics you may be afraid to tackle in your business, but shouldn't be. So sit back, get comfy, and let's get started. Welcome to episode 163 of the Fearless Business Podcast. I'm Mary, and I'm here with a solo episode for you today all about hiring. We're tackling hiring for this month, and today I wanted to talk about when you need to hire and what the process might look like for you to actually hire that person whether it's the first person on your team or a few people into your team. Jamie's going to be talking in an upcoming episode as well about the different types of roles you can be hiring for with employees versus contractors and other types of support you might need in your business. So let's get right to it. When you're thinking about hiring, you probably should have hired that person already. Jamie and I have talked about this a few times on the podcast because as you think about it, you're more aware of all of the different tasks that you could already be having someone do for you. But it's okay. Wherever you ne- wherever you are right now is fine. Um, so it's really thinking about what are these things and how are you going to approach hiring? I like to look at it as a project because it takes time and you really need to have some focused time and focused energy when you're doing it because you want to make sure you're really hiring the right person. It's not something to rush through and say, oh, I just need someone to do these things for me and then it'll be better. It won't be better if you're not finding the right person from the get-go. Okay, so what does that look like? You might be working on a lot of different tasks and you're not able to achieve some of your overarching goals. So you might have some bigger projects. You're looking at more of the strategy of your business, where you want to go in the next month or the next quarter or the next year, and you're not able to tackle some of those longer-term projects because you're so in the weeds. The other things that you might be looking at are really what's always at the bottom of your to-do list, right? So there might be things that you're always ignoring or you just happen to not be getting to on a regular basis because you don't have the time, because you might be avoiding them. Perhaps you don't like to do those tasks as much, but there are still things that at some point need to get done in your business. You know, looking at the things that you like to do, that you don't like to do, the things that you're good at or you feel that you're not so good at, all of that is really important when you're looking at who is that person that you want to hire and what type of role do you want them to have. I talk a lot about the Herman Brain Dominance Instrument and a lot about whole brain thinking. This is a a tool that I use in my consulting practice to, to work with people, to work with 
teams, on team effectiveness and leadership, and really looking at what your own preferences are. So with HBDI, it measures your thinking preferences, how you prefer to think when you tackle a situation. When you're looking at that in more detail and you're thinking about the space that you like to be in as you're building and growing your business versus, you know, the many hats you may need to wear, right, as you're growing and getting it off the ground or even as you scale, things are going to to change for you. And knowing where you prefer to be, how you prefer to think, that all ties into what's missing in how you prefer to think and what you prefer to do. And can you hire for that so that you can have someone helping you complementer, complementary, complementarily? I don't know. Don, you can leave that in. It's okay. People can know how I don't know my words. No, but really when you're thinking about what's complementary to you in your business, right? How can they provide you some some other skills? How can they bring some other skills or tools or knowledge or thinking preferences to what you already provide in your business? That's usually where especially your first hire needs to come from. It's something opposite to what you have. Now, people usually like to hire for people that are most similar to them because you're most comfortable communicating in that way. But really, it's about what are the needs in your business? Where are those? What are the things you struggle with? And how can you bring someone in to help you with those? Okay, so let's look at it in terms of a process a little bit. So if you're treating this like a project and you want to you want to make sure that you have the time because there's going to be a few things. You're going to want to make a job posting. You're going to want to know what you're hiring the person for. Also your budget. There's a lot of different pieces to it. So keeping track of it all together is the first part. I use my, I use, I'm a big fan of Asana. So I use that as my project management tool. And whenever I have projects, even if they're very specific ones, I like to put everything in one spot and have it all be in the system together. First, you want to start by looking at your activities, tracking your activities at least for a week but even for a few weeks to get like a full cycle of your business, the different things you do over a period of time, right? Because you might have some tasks that you do weekly and other tasks that you do monthly. And you want to have an idea of what all those different tasks are to really look at which ones do you want to offload to someone else. So when you track your activities, you see how much time you're spending on different things. Then you can evaluate for them, like what are the values? What's the value of this task? What is worth your time and starting to evaluate that way to see really, okay, which things do I need someone else to do for me and which things do I need to keep doing myself because they're really the core of the business or really the place that I want to be, usually something more in content creation or content generation or thought leadership or being the face of the business more with speaking and other types of activities like that. It's usually things, especially if it's your first hire, it's usually something more on the administrative side or a very specific skill set. So in e-commerce, for brief transitions, for example, I've hired people for very specific skill sets because I want to grow in a certain area. For example, I think I've mentioned this before, something like Amazon ads. That's not something I'm going to ever get expert status on that it makes it worth my time for me to do it. But hiring someone else to do that specific type of activity is worthwhile. So really looking at all those different activities that you do and seeing, do they add up to something that's more administrative or operations in nature? Is it something very specific related to a certain platform? It can show up in different ways depending on the type of, of business that you have. So looking at all those tasks, looking at the value of them, and really saying, okay, what is it that I want to offload? Then the other part of what you want to ask yourself is, 
what type of support are you looking for? So you can ask things like, you know, do you need someone in your time zone? Do you need them to reply during business hours? You know, like a nine to five time frame. Does it matter? Are they taking a role where they're going to be communicating with other people on your behalf? Which tools or systems do they need? Which ones do you want them to already be familiar with versus what are you expecting to train them on? So looking at all of that to see, and again, Jamie's going to go into some of the different types of, you know, employees versus contractors and all that in next week's episode, episode 164. Um, But for now, it's really thinking about what are those things that you want this person to be able to do the expectations either of the role and of communicating with you. All of that will go into, you know, your evaluation and will be part of even your, your job description and your interview process. So after you have all that in mind, then you can go on to creating a job description and really figuring out where you're going to post that and start to get people applying to it. There's a few things to think about there in terms of where you're going to be posting it. If you're based, if you're going based on referrals, I know we've mentioned before on the podcast, we've had a lot more luck with getting referrals from people versus just general job boards where you'll get a lot of applicants. (laughs) But there are things that you can do even with the job description to try to really gear it to who you want to be hiring or the type of person you want to hire. In the whole brain thinking space that I mentioned before, you know, there's there's things related to each quadrant. So there's an analytical quadrant, a structural quadrant, a relational quadrant, and an experimental quadrant. These are all different parts of what make up whole brain thinking. And really, you can use descriptors in these different ways. So I always suggest to people use descriptors that are going to be for what they're doing in the job, not how you would describe it yourself, especially if you're hiring for something that's different from what you do, right? If you're hiring someone that you want them to be able to do a lot of very tactical things, a lot with implementation, organization, and things like that, you want to make sure that your job description uses those types of words versus, you know, say you like to think in the big picture space, you're doing the idea generating and the strategy. If that's not the role they're going to be doing, you don't want to be describing it that way, okay? Even if that's where you're more comfortable. So a lot of people have a tendency to to describe things how they're comfortable with it versus tackling it from the perspective of the of what the person's role is. So just kind of be mindful of that from a high level of really looking at, okay, what do I want them to be doing and how can I really convey that with with the right types of descriptions and action verbs and things like that so that you can really appeal to the people that you want to be the right fit for the role. After you take a a look at that, you know, you're going to put the job description out there. Oh, what we also like to share something that I, I know both Jamie and I do is we put a little test in the instructions of the job description to see if the person follows the directions. You can weed a lot of people out that way. So it might be something specific with how they submit their resume, maybe something in the subject line or something specific that you want them to provide. So you can really see a person's attention to detail that way. And it really helps you to kind of eliminate some of the people that are not really a fit right off the bat because they're not reading the more detailed description. You'd be surprised how many people do that. Or maybe you won't be surprised. 
I don't know, but <laughs> there's a lot of people that don't follow that. So something else that you can keep in mind as you're making the job description. So really, then after that, you want to take time for the interview process, right? You want to get people scheduled, review the resumes, get people scheduled, and really the ones that you feel from the resumes and the applications are are the best fit and then talk with them in more detail. Okay. And I'm not going to go into interviewing techniques or anything like that. But when you are interviewing the person, the other thing I like to suggest is for the one to two candidates that you really narrow it down to, I always like to do a paid trial not having them do work for free, paying them for their time, but giving them some type of project so that you can really see how they work, see how you communicate together. And it just kind of gives you a sense of the person overall, both working style and personality to see if you're a fit for each other. If you do give a trial for more than one person, you should be giving them a very similar task or really the same task, depending on what it is. You might just have two people end up doing the same thing for you, but that way you can really evaluate them and evaluate what they give you against each other. So if it's um, you're asking them for something creative, but you're giving them some direction with it, you can see, okay, what did they each give you back like from following those instructions? And then you'll also be able to get a sense from each of them who might be the better fit if you're doing something like hiring someone that's going to do writing, you know, giving them a, a sample piece or a first draft and asking them to fix it up however you'd like based on your instructions, then taking a look, giving them the same piece and then seeing how they each adapt it for you. How did they do with learning your voice? Okay, learning your voice doesn't happen in, in one day, but like how did the process go overall, the communication, what types of questions did they ask you, if they asked you any questions, did they meet the deadlines that you gave, all of those kinds of things. That's why I really recommend a trial um, after you narrow it down to the last couple of people because you'll get a lot more information from that versus just the interview itself, you know, asking questions about what skills they have, their past job experience how they like to work and things like that. This is really the next phase of it, which is also really important. And then you can go from there and see which one you choose to hire. Now, a lot of the times hiring seems very daunting. It seems like a big decision. As a business owner, you're giving your dollars to someone else. That's a big deal. Really, you want to think about and just just be aware that, you know, how your team looks today and who you hire today, over time, it's probably going to change, right? And if you need to make changes because your business goes in a different direction or anything like that, it's okay. You don't want to, you know, hire without any thought. So going through a process like this is very helpful so that you can be making the best decision possible for you and your business. But at the same time, know that things are going to grow and evolve over time and you might want to revisit with that person, expand their role or or change things with them or realize you need now some with, someone with a different skill set for something else in your business. But really just keeping that in mind so that you can not have too much pressure as you're going through this process or thinking that, okay, now I'm hiring this person and that's going to be it for the rest of my business. That's not, it's not true, even though sometimes it's, it feels like that because it's such a big, important thing. Okay. So before we close out, I wanted to share also just a couple of tools that I use with hiring. Um, you can also be asking in your network and getting, getting resources and recommendations and referrals from, from other people that you know have also hired. A couple of the ones that I use are Upwork which you may be familiar with. I use that for some specific project-based work. For e-commerce specific things with running brief transitions, I use FreeUp. I will link all of these in the show notes as well. That's a platform that's more specific to e-commerce. So when you're looking at 
email marketing, but really specific to e-commerce or, you know, e-commerce advertising or SEO, whatever it might be. FreeUp has a lot of people on there on those platforms that are really specific and have expert status in certain parts of running an e-commerce business, which I find very helpful because they can tackle a specific thing for you. Instead of just hiring someone very general for your business, it might not be the same impact, especially with a product product business. And then in terms of communicating with my team, we communicate with Slack. I know Jamie does as well and, and some others that we know. I find it very good for really for team communications because you can have different threads set up for whatever's going on. We also have a structure of weekly weekly team calls where we talk through, they're always on Mondays, we talk through the projects for the week and what we're working on, what's coming up next, what I need to do. I have to check my to-do list um, for what they assign to me and tell me to do. But really just having, setting yourself up to having a way to communicate on a regular basis is also really important. So not just not just in the beginning when you're communicating with getting this higher in the door, but then also communicating for the longer term with how you interact regularly. I want you to think about all these things when you're making your moves for your next hire in your business. So I'd love to know, what are your questions about hiring? Do you work through it as a project? Do you have something coming up where you have more questions? Let me know. If you're not a member of our Facebook group, please join us, Fearless Business Podcast HQ on Facebook. And as always, we love ratings and reviews. So wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a rating and review. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and share this podcast. Reviews are amazing too. Please visit fearlessbusinesspodcast.com for more information. If you'd like to connect with Jamie, visit hashtag legal.com. And if you'd like to connect with Mary, visit the transitionscollective.com. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.